Hello, dear Paddleheads, and welcome back to another episode of Yo, What the Hell, uh, a podcast whose death has been greatly exaggerated. Uh, we're back. I am, once again, Bravo, joined, as always, by my stalwart co-host. Um, yep, a whiskey. I, you know, crawled myself out of a grave, so here we are. Yeah, and we got a hot one for you today. We have a special guest... From the worst fans in baseball pod, please introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Tom. Uh, I'm a co-host of Worst Fans. I don't. I don't have a cool call sign. We need to give me a call sign. Um, okay, we got we got Bravo. We got whiskey. Uh, we're gonna call. I'm Warthog. You just call me Warthog. So the hog or Tom oh, yeah. or Tom. You know or Tom. You know that that works. My uh, yeah yeah yeah. Oh. I'm here. Excellent. Man, that's interesting. Yeah, we had to start doing, we started doing fake names just because, like, we work and live in Oklahoma, and for God's sakes, like, everything James uh, here. Jim, Jim Enhoff <laughs> territory. <laughs> Didn't he have to retire because he got COVID because it's totally fake? Isn't that yes. what happened to him? Yes, he got long COVID. Oh, my God. Man, that's the next best option. The only other option would be if it had fucking killed him anyway yeah i do a baseball podcast not political at all just a real boring baseball podcast well it sounds great then if you're willing to say jim emhoff should have died i think like a lot like i don't know if we're gonna you know if your podcast will be in trouble but like uh i'm um uh really like so today at work uh i watched the new chris rock special and i'm like oh okay you know it's i feel like Bill Burr's probably, like, the one comic that's aged well, especially because every comedian, every older comedian that hears the term cancel culture has to somehow monetize it in some in some way. Um, and, like, Rock did a little bit of that, but he didn't come off as, like, horribly mean, so I, I still hold him and Bill Burr in, like, some respect. And I spent, like, the other half of my day not doing my job and instead looking at, like, I don't, I don't, I know it, I know it's, like, bad. It's, like, drinking bile but just looking at like michael knowles and matt walsh like encouraging genocide against trans people i'm like man it'd be so cool if uh you know someone like fucking hit you with a bus (laughs) metaphorically you know what i'm talking about you know if someone i get it if someone stabbed you with a shiv metaphorically like your ideas like they stabbed your someone eradicated your ideas metaphorically you know <laughs> the world would be much much better it, it totally would i think this all the time myself sir i just think oh why can't metaphorically one of these crazy people go you know hypothetically shoot somebody like that in the face instead of you know hypothetically going to a school what if hypothetically <laughs> we got all the matt walsh's all the Michael Knowles, all the Andrew Tates, the fucking all, uh, all the all, all the all the terrible politics, the ha- you know six of the Supreme Court justices, and we all put them in a like a big arena with various weapons, and they hypothetically had to fight to the death with their ideas on which ideas should should remain in, in modern Whew. conservatism. What if we made them do that? Hypothetically, well, with their ideas. What if we did that? Tom Cotton and, or Joe Rogan's going to win that, and it's going to be hypothetically interesting. What if, just like the hit 1991 movie, what 
I forget what it, anyway, it was prison or something. I don't know. We put bombs in their stomach. And then if no matter who won, we could just detonate that hypothetically, metaphorically to their ideas. Yes. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. Battle Royale, but the film, and they have bomb callers. Yeah. I love it. And, metaphorically hypothetically we're not we're not metaphorical bomb callers listen i know i know your guys's politics i know you're just a lib center left you're a center left podcast you're a bunch of libs i get it and i don't want to tut 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 get you guys tone police because maybe maybe not probably if a bunch of like certain terrible activists and people in like Institutions died or went missing or just stopped existing, the world would be better. I don't control on you guys to get tut tutted about that. Okay, if there's one thing we all hate is all events. Whenever we wish harm on a fascist, we're what we're really doing, guys. We're wishing harm on ourselves. Oh, and costplusdrugs.com, <laughs> folks. Billionaires are still bad. Mark Cuban, not going up against the wall just yet. No, well, he'll just clean but... toilets for the rest of his life when it happens. He'll be toilet yeah. duty. We just think it's good yeah. to let people know that you can get your drugs cheaper from Mark Cuban undercutting other rich men than oh, yeah. buying it from the more awful rich people. Mark Cuban should have bought Twitter. We can all agree yes. there. He should have. <laughs> There's no such thing as a good billionaire except George Soros. This is a center-left podcast. I understand. Oh. I understand the waters. I am George Soros. You'll never die because you're rich. I, I want that sweet, sweet Soros payout, but it still hasn't come yet. Damn it, George! Speak for you guys, like as the you know part of the Jewish contingent of this podcast. <laughs> uh, I got all my Soros bucks. Well, fuck. No one helps a wasp out. Yeah. Think of the white man. (laughs) I tell you what, you keeping us straight Anglo-Saxon white guys down, man. Exactly. You're 2% of the population there fucking us over. How's my polarizing baseball podcast, which is really just communist propaganda at its heart, how's it supposed to get off the ground if I don't get that sweet, sweet Jewish George Soros money? It's a good point. Uh, so, new for the pod, uh, we have decided that we are going to plug leftist organizations because we are a center-left podcast. Uh, but it is good to have, you know, uh, differing views, if you will, uh, that are only on the left side. Jason, that crooked uh, media dollar. Going to get on with Pot Save America. Sweet, sweet Iglesias. <laughs> My plug, my pick, is the, the UNR Free Fridge in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, you can find them on Patreon and donate to them monthly. Uh, you know, instead of donating to my podcast, uh, you should donate to the UNR Free Fridge. And uh, that is at UNR Free Fridge on Patreon. Excellent. Mine is also hyper-local, though. And I say, folks who live in the Cleveland County, Oklahoma area, should go check out the Red Dirt Collective and their beautiful fucking calendar. These folks have a mutual aid fair at least once a month. Um, They do a lot around Norman and Oklahoma City. They help people pay bills. They'll give people haircuts, you know, help them out with clothes and food. Um, Solid, solid good anarchist. (laughs) 
Yeah, they even had a float at the Mardi Gras parade. Yeah, they did, and it was fun. It said nothing about anarchy on it, so the normies yeah. couldn't be mad about it. <laughs> they did have a trans flag, though. They did, and a pride flag. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, trans flag. I, I don't know what I'm piping in with. <laughs> Hell, Hell, I don't yeah. have the time either. Hell yeah, damn it. <laughs> And, uh, Tom, do you have any leftist plugs? Uh, I'm sorry, center-left plugs that you would center like to left, uh we got to be liberal here. Uh, make sure you tune into the Colbert Report, you know, and Crooked Media. Uh, if I want to plug one, I, um, I haven't been able to work with them because uh, I work on weekends. But um, look up the uh, Cape Girardeau Tenants uh, Union. We have a tenants union that we formed in Cape. Uh, to try and keep these uh, scumbag landlords a little more, um, a little honest. Um, they got their start because of the KC Kansas City Tenants Organization. Um, those are good things to support. Do that. Donate to your DSA. Uh, make sure you vote. Register to vote. You know that's the bare minimum you can do. But uh, other than that, yeah, uh, organize. Buy guns. Buy guns. Don't don't be scared. Don't be scared of it. I guess unless unless you guys are scared of guns, then then don't buy guns. But I I you know, I buy a gun. I love guns, so good. <laughs> SRA. I am. I yeah. SRA is cool. I am leaning more towards guns as a necessary necessary tool. Uh, but you know who else likes landlords? Uh, noted liberal Chairman Mao. Oh, big yeah. fan of landlords. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very very much so. The biggest, I would say. We're rewriting leftists. Uh, the the best way to troll Maoist and Marxist-Leninist is we just rewrite uh, all the theory they, uh, they, they, they bombard us with. This is what we do today. <laughs> Did you know Mao Zedong was a lib? No shit. Dangism is lib shit. What? Everything is lib. <laughs> yeah, Ho Chi Minh? Yeah. Fucking lib. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's say the same thing about Fidel. Jesus, you can't. No, no, that's not even funny. No, no. We can't even joke about fucking Pete rat Buttigieg. face no, weed. No, 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 no Pete. Than fucking Thomas Sankara, all right? Pete Buttigieg, baby. Was Thomas Sankara gay? No, he wasn't. Pete Buttigieg? Hell yeah, he's gay. Better communist representative than, than Castro. <laughs> The fuck he's I would put Pete Butt guy up next to next to Marx. Okay. I think um, he's that important. God damn. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, do you two think that his father would be disappointed by his political actions as a communist philosopher? <laughs> I mean, uh yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. just a little bit. Was Dad actually like a communist person? Yeah, no, his dad it was a professor um, who leaned in the realm of Marxism at um, whatever that religious school, Notre Dame. Um, that's why I really get confused by Buttigieg. He had, all, he had a silver spoon in his mouth. His father educated him properly, his mother, both, and he ended up the way he is now. Mm. To me, I think, uh, you know, he'd be disappointed. Um, you know, I think Pete probably would give... Uh, Give Marxism another shot, but he's got to run it by uh, McKinstry. They got to do so. They got to analyze it. They got to. Like, they got to consult what communism really is to Pete Buttigieg. I mean, I guess yeah. They have to see how it works with suburban voters and if it yeah, translates you know, well outside of left left wing white people. 
Oh my god, you know, another another train fucking derailed. What what is going on? Aside from trains always derail. They do, and I but, saw that, like something like twenty cars yesterday or today. Yeah, it's another one. In and Ohio. My my predecessor rolled back uh a lot of protections and regulations. I'm like, dude, you're fucking in now. You could just reenact them. What are you doing? What are you doing? I get it. Republicans suck. You gotta do your job too. Nope, just gonna blame those guys and hold my dick. Yeah. It's a strategy yeah. that uh, the Republicans have been using. Just blame the Democrats for everything and rake in votes. It's fine. This, it's starting to work pretty well for them. I mean, yeah. it won't eventually. Eventually, like, I mean, they're actually, you see now they're starting to lose, like, voters because, like, I don't think I'm gonna vote in a presidential again, like, ever. Like, I'm done. I'm gonna vote on small stuff, like our weed vote coming up. I voted for already, and. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I still say... I still say do it. But, I mean, I get it. I get... Like, I I get it. Well, all those primaries... Like, primaries, voting's great. But I don't need to vote in the yeah, presidential. I live in Oklahoma. Yeah, at least do primaries. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I get it if, like... You, you know, a Marxist in, like, New York, for example. Like, uh... Like in you know a state that goes like sixty forty blue like every time I I get it I get it I get it but I would I'd still do it I don't know maybe maybe not I don't know and I want to give a shout out to Tom for his work on the best fans pod uh, specifically this may be a bit nitty gritty uh, uh oh maybe. Maybe, maybe a bit little inside baseball, quite literally. Uh, but the arbitration episode you guys just put out was very enjoyable. Oh, thanks. Uh, I uh, Nick and I did that because uh, 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 I think it was when Josh went into the hospital and uh, Ryan couldn't be on. So we're like, let's just... And it was just right after Ryan Helsley lost his arbitration case. I'm like, let's do one on that. And I wish... After I did that uh, that episode, I did a bunch of research on salary arbitration and baseball labor. Really, just favors owners, and uh, owners steal a lot of wages from baseball players. Research is what they do. What they do, damn it! That's what owners are good for. So absolutely nothing. Much like right. war, but yeah, also much, like war, uh, like wins above replacement. There you go. Yes. Be <laughs> Back to baseball. Let's fucking go. Let's uh, go baseball. So this is obviously going to be a very baseball and maybe uh, center-left politics uh, flavored episode. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's all just, you know... We're gonna poke Pokemon go to the polls, right, boys? Hell I yeah. I hope they run Hillary again. She's a safe bet. And Jesus that Christ. Marxist communist Bernie Sanders. He's bad for business. Ugh. You know... Even though Joe Biden said he would only run once, I really wish he would run again. I think he's got what it takes. I think he's he's definitely aware there's a president. Yes, I think he should do it too. Uh, so let's uh, let's uh, touch on how we all became baseball fans. Yeah, Ooh, well, one of you two fuckers can take this. Oh, um, I'll, here I'll I'll let it rip. Um, uh, it's just it's just my family. They took me to a bunch of baseball games. Really, um, I uh, uh, it's the only one of the few things my dad and I could bond over was sports and uh, 
baseball was easier because when my parents split up, uh, we didn't have like football or hockey, and my dad didn't like basketball. So the only sport I could play uh, where I grew up was baseball, and so that's how I um, that's how I came to came to, to came and cherish and love the game today. I wish it was something cool like Fred Bird. Redbird pulled me from a burning wreck or something, or he gave he paid for my family's rent. But no, nah, it's just my family. Uh, South St. Louis, they've always loved Cardinals baseball, and they just pass that down to me like a like a bad disease, like a degenerative disease. You know. I'm curious what 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 position did you play in Little League? I was a <coughs> uh, shortstop, third baseman, is what I played when Ooh. I was a kid. Although, when I got to junior high, actually, going into my freshman year, I converted to catcher because I wanted to play. And since okay. so I have very shitty, I have very shitty legs. <laughs> it's, it I, was, I was also a catcher, so. Ah. I... Sorry, I'm doing the Jewish voice. It's just my go-to. <laughs> you know what they... It's not, it's not hey, uh, very kosher. Uh, you know what they say about uh, Jewish boys who catch? Yeah, I, I, about, I don't have a joke. I was trying to set something up there. Now it just sounds weird. Speaking <laughs> of weird um, things, it, Marcus Stroman, right? Marcus Stroman. That guy's, that guy's goofy. Yeah, he, he has oh. some good opinions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Hey, anyway, I... I gobbled it up. Whiskey, you're a baseball fan. Are you a Cards fan? Um, no, I, I'm a Sox fan because oh, my, Red Sox fan. Yes, and uh, explains a lot. Um, they're terrible, so you know that's fun. Yeah, I've been, and I'm still kind of mad at the ownership from the Mookie trade. So uh, yeah, yeah, no to Dodgers legend Mookie Betts, man. That yeah, is, I fucking hate Mookie right now. Ooh, that. Mm, that is some maximum crab apples there. Yeah, but you know that's what happens when you have non non sports people buy a team because they're rich, and they buy another team that makes more money because it's in you know fucking crazy soccer world. And here we are. Yeah, it's um, well, shit. Uh, our owner tried to do that with uh, with St. Louis Soccer Club. I mean, they initially formed like um. Uh, a purchasing group uh, to try and get, uh, I think it was like eighty million. They had tried to press the state and the city for, but Eric Greitens, you know, Eric Greitens, the only good thing he ever did, he said no, 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 sir. He tried to keep soccer out of Missouri, but that damn, that damn woke liberal, liberal St. Louis, they got their wish and they got themselves a soccer club. Ugh. It's not inherently bad. The the big issue is like the Red Sox. The issue is that they also own Liverpool, whatever United or whatever that fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like, um, and... I know this was going to be saved for like a later question, but like, um, MLB teams and organizations are just not baseball centric anymore. They have found <laughs> multiple revenues to like go off and make money on. And like, oh yeah. To, to give you guys some, like, cardinal background here, like, it's hard for the St. Louis press to scrutinize the Cardinals organization because they've done quite a lot with just, like, their own private funds. Like, there's been, like, some public loans that have been given out, but mainly, like, 
the public subsidization has come from a form of like tax cuts to like well you know i think they freed up like you know gave them like a 10 percent tax cut uh to develop like ballpark village but like the dewitts yeah you know, i uh, love them or hate them, um, you know, they've developed, I mean, they built, uh, you know, uh, Bush Stadium with essentially, you know, uh, private bonds and loans as well as Ballpark Village. And they seek to reap uh, innumerable revenue there. And while that's pretty tamed, I mean, you have other teams like, you know, Red Sox when it comes to, like, soccer clubs. You have... Yeah, you have the Ricketts family in Chicago. They've essentially gentrified like Wrigleyville. Wrigleyville was like an like a punk rock scene, and they've essentially have forced like all that style of culture out. Um, you like the Braves notoriously bought up a bunch of real estate. The Dewitts are doing that too. They put up. Uh, have you seen it, Cardinal One Tower? You, you guys have probably seen it. It's a big apartment on it. So they're looking to erect two more apartments in Ballpark Village. So it's not just about I have a baseball stadium and team. Here's a product. Come see it. It's now that I'm a, I'm a slum lord. I guess now, like I, uh, you know, I I I own I own a, a numeral a bunch of franchises that sell like hot dogs in a in a in a in a museum and a hall of fame that type of thing. Like they, it's baseball owners. You know, I guess like any other billionaire or, or you know maybe it. Maybe it points to like how much of a facade it is when you know someone like the Ricketts or the Dewitt say that baseball hemorrhages money. It's just a... I'm like you, you fucking just built like a 29 story apartment building. Like you're not tending hemorrhaging money. You're just spreading that money elsewhere and then saying that it's not profitable. You're just stupid. You're you're spending it. I mean, well, I mean, on, may, on stuff that makes you more money. <laughs> We're not stupid. Because <laughs> there's no way, like, in what world could Major League Baseball not? Like, every team is obviously profitable. Like, They have record-setting record revenue this past year. 11, yeah. billion, 11 billion fucking dollars. Like, like most Americans, most people in the Western Hemisphere, for God's sakes, want to watch your product if they like sports. So, Yeah, it's, um, I, I would assume with uh, what I know of this podcast, we don't like billionaires too much. Um, they, they, they frequent, I mean, they, they lie about the product first off. They lie about how much, uh, well, with that product, they lie about like how they can disseminate funds appropriately, you know, for labor that, that their players provide. And when they withhold that, they then will buy up, uh, a subdivision to level, or for you know, like with Dodger Stadium forcing out like Latino Americans that had lived there, uh, they, you know, at least the St. Louis Soccer Club's credit, they destroyed like vacant, uh, you know, vacant parking lots that were owned by the Missouri Highway uh, Department. Like at least they did that, but like they're still gonna rake in like all that money from like the public to begin with, and hardly, hardly throw anything back into it. Like sports stadiums a lot of times are like a detriment on like local economies. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, ballpark village is a cool thing and all that. And, you know, I'm sure that's pumping something in, um, you know, I think, but I think like the DeWitts kind of using their money to do that as, you know, as evil as they are, I would say they're like in the minority of what like 
baseball owners usually do when they look to kind of expand that way is what it is like you I mean, know, most most of them lie and get you know a third or half of their stadium paid for by the public i'm pleasantly surprised that you just illuminated us the fact that they paid for it out of pocket like um in oklahoma city they are discussing building us a new basketball arena and already like people have came they came hat in hand the ownership group to the city and the people to vote for funding it. <laughs> yep. Well, that the and, DeWitt, the DeWitt's getting all that private funding is kind of a it kind of sucks they did that because one of the things I would say I'm I don't know critical on, but I'm a little I'm a little confused. I'm not satisfied. Is that the St. Louis press and surrounding the surrounding press, for example, regional regional media, doesn't do I think any due diligence on holding the Dewitts like accountable, or the Cardinals ownership group. And like one of the things that's frustrating for me is that when we had uh, what was City of Jackson versus Dodd, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade, you know, um, Bill Dewitt donates millions of dollars a year to GOP candidates, and. This isn't a secret. Like, baseball organizations suck because they hide they hide their how much they generate in terms of revenue, their profits. They hide their expenses. They don't want anyone to know that because they have a narrative that baseball is a labor of love and that we're just pulling all this money in. And you need to cut us a break from all these Manny Machados wanting a fair pay rate, okay? Like, when it comes to, like, that level of like scrutiny that should be leveled against any kind of owner, any kind of billionaire that like sets up shop in your town. Like, like think of you if you're like playing like a fan, like if you're in like a, a Lord of the Rings fantasy or any kind of fantasy genre, okay? Like, and a dragon is in your town, wouldn't you want to know like why the dragon is there? Okay, how much gold is this motherfucker sitting on? Uh, St. Louis media doesn't doesn't do that because the DeWitts took so few. Like, they got tax cuts is what they got. That's what they got. They took so few in public subsidy money that I think um, that they, you know, the St. Louis press, there's not an obligation to hold them accountable because they didn't take a shit ton of public money is why. Whereas if you have, like, Arizona Diamondbacks, what their owner is, like Phelps or some shit... They had, like, they got their stadium built in the late 90s, and they got, like, 35 to 40% of it paid by the, paid by the public. Jesus. Like, yeah, so it's more easy to scrutinize someone that, like, you literally have public funds that could have gone anywhere else to, uh, to uh, ameliorate any other problems. We instead freed that up either by state bonds or taxes or city cutting a break of any sort or freeing up pulling money pulling money from fixing potholes you know or it certainly won't come out of the police budget especially st louis's but like we freed <laughs> up that money for you to build for you to build a temple for like a sports team like the very least you can do is have some kind of transparency in terms of what funds you generate and the cardinals don't have to worry about that and like st louis is like a city that's been in decay for decades. You know, it's been in decay since white flight. It's been in decay since the civil rights era. And honestly, probably before that to where 
like you know all these middle class whites have moved out to like um like the county you have like these small communities like St. Peter's and St. Charles that went from like a few thousand people to like like St. Charles County is like over a quarter million people that live in it. Like St. Louis, the St. Louis like metro area is like the 18th largest in the United States, but the central commercial hub St. Louis City has barely like 300,000 people. Like historically St. Louis has pushed those people out. They've lost like that amount of revenue for like their ta- or sorry that per- uh, amount of money they take in from taxes on that one. And then you have issues of like blockbusting and covenants and taking advantage of like you know, poor black Americans that go into these houses and they just fucking rake them over the coals in terms of like just sabotaging their credit, taking advantage of with like subprime mortgages. Like, it's a city that has been spiraling for decades, is what it is. And then you have the DeWitts that come in. They they own a baseball team that is re- like one of the wealthiest like uh, organizations in the league. They have that. And now, now, my guys, they're wanting to develop and bring in commercial capital into the city itself, as well as provide residential uh, residential housing for, you know, it's like $1,500 of rent, but, like, they want to provide that as well. They're going to they're gonna sniff the farts of the DeWitts no matter what they do is the problem. I know, that's, is- I know that was a long track to talk about how the DeWitts... <laughs> well, this is it's fine. This is this is this is a good segue into like the second part of that question. And we'll circle back to the other ones in a sec. Uh, about like just and I feel like you also answered this in part of uh, just like grappling with like the personal politics of like these sports figures. Not 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 necessarily the owner so much, but yeah, I mean they are going to be you know hand in hand in some regards. Uh, but Jesus Christ, some of these baseball players have absolute terrible politics, and I know, like, oh God, yeah, soccer. <laughs> Which people have bad politics more at eleven? But it is refreshing to see, uh, you know, noted socialist comrade Sean Doolittle, uh, and then we have Jack Flaherty, uh, you know, breaking that mold a bit. Yeah, uh, Doolittle is a DSA member, and Flaherty. Um, Flaherty's level of baseness is that he's, um, he's half black and, uh, he relates, well, it was the George Floyd killing. And so in an interview he did, I think it was Xavier Scruggs. He talked about how he was just at home and, you know, cause pandemic going on and it's just boring. And then Floyd happens and he has some base friends like us. He said, you know, he had a base friend who was like, yo dude, like. Check out what police do on a, uh, on the uh, all the time, and he's like, "Yo, this is kind of fucked up." And then Jack Flaherty comes out, BLM. It's kind of like when all sports teams are, you know, paying tribute, like, you know, to to you know the you know whether it's the NFL like putting end racism at the end of like you know the end zone or whatever. It's like rainbow capitalism. Like, sure, nice gesture, whatever, but like at the end of the day, like you guys are doing this because gonna fucking. It's all about, you know, it's all about not alienating customer base. It's not out of, like, any kind of, like, ethical conviction, you know, or uh, moral uh, conviction, probably right term. Yeah, probably. exactly. And then you had, you know, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt being anti-vax and not being able to get into Canada. Oh, God, that was so dumb. Oh, whiskey, <laughs> whiskey, are there any Red Sox examples that you can think of of dumb politics? Luckily, oh, I am so far out of the loop with... 
the Red Sox team comp nowadays that I don't know. And I want to keep it that way because I just want to learn to love these men for playing baseball and not about them again. Because, <laughs> unfortunately... Oh, no, you don't get off that easy. What oh. is it? What, what is... Who they... They were chanting... Uh, they were chanting I mean, racial slurs. Who, who oh, that's they, right. Gosh Jones, damn it. They were saying it to Adam Jones, the yes. Orioles. And, yeah. I mean, there was... What's his name from the... La, from the 2000s? Uh, <laughs> Martinez, who was crazy, or... Was it Martinez or was it um, Kurt Schilling? Yeah, it's Kurt Schilling. is pretty insane. Yeah, was he, was he the really crazy one? I don't know. There was one of them that was really crazy back in the big nice teams in like oh three and yeah, Schilling had to have been okay. Oh, it might have been. I just remember them being batshit insane and like not liking vaccines back then. Ugh, and Man, holy so shit. Tory Hunter said he's been called N bombs a hundred times in Boston. Ah, oh, what? you definitely know it. Bill Burr, Bill Burr always said it's uh, Boston's like a racist San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we've touched on our allegiances, uh, how old, how how did we all become Cardinals fans? Like, or not? Oh, two of us made the right choice and are Cardinals fans. Uh, one well, of us made the objectively well it, better than being a Cubs fan, but it, it's all parental. Come on, it's all yeah, parental. It we know this is this is like not a choice thing. This isn't like like other sports. This is a that's what my mom liked. That's what I'm liking. Oh, I made a mistake. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, like definitely no. the. I mean, my stepmom's a Cardinals fan. That's where I got it from. But also, like, the 1998 home run chase was just peak, you know, peak. Yeah, I, into. I uh, just like 9-11, I remember where I was when Big Mac hit hit 62. I remember when where I was when McGuire. I was in the, in the living room. My Uncle Ron was uh, dozing off on the couch, and then McGuire hits that little, little, little just enough liner off of Steve Trashel down into, the, like, the left field corner. I was like... Holy shit! This is so cool. What's a home run? Like, <laughs> this is so cool, dude. And you know, much like nine eleven, that was you know what we'll just we'll, we'll just never forget. That was the nine eleven of baseball, if you will. Yeah, it's up. You know, the the nine eleven of baseball. Let's be honest, is when the Cubs or the Red Sox take your pick. Like broke their curses when the Cubs won the World Series in twenty sixteen. That. <laughs> That was up there with 9-11. Excuse Kennedy. me, sir. Kennedy getting shot. <laughs> so I remember when the, when the curse got broken, going to school, watching it at home with my mom and whatnot, and then the next day going to school and getting told by a cards fan in math class to go fuck yourself. Oh, man, that's brutal. Uh, <laughs> I don't think me and you met each other before then. No, like, it was the year before. It was the yeah. year before, and some other, some little boy in my math class told me to fuck myself. You <laughs> got up. You got up easy. We killed ours. We well, killed ours. Well, you're in St. Louis. That's fine. In, in Missouri, you guys shouldn't be able no, to pull no, out the knives. Yeah, no, this was in southeast Missouri at the time. We were like, y'all, y'all yep. better take that Red Sox talk somewhere else. You're, you're in the state, damn it. That's like, you I can would... have the exact same visceral reaction I feel to seeing, like, 
I don't know, a Golden State fan walk around somewhere in our metro. I feel like I should be able to go just off them, right then and there. I don't care. We were very base, too. We are like, y'all understand that your Yawkey way is praying off of a, of a racial uh, stereotype, okay? It's very insensitive. By the way, Mr. Red Sox fan, if that's your real name, I want you to know that Bloody Sox game is a bunch of bullshit. It's probably a bunch of catch-up, and your starting pitcher is going to go defraud the state of Rhode Island to make a shitty RPG video game. You best be turning back before we before we have to give you some southern fried justice here in Puxico, Missouri. Jesus, I forget that's that Missouri is like... I forget you guys are like the the fuck end of the South sometimes. <laughs> well, like it's like um, the the Midwest is full of shit. Like the Midwest is just as racist as the South. Like when you like I've been to Alabama and Mississippi. Like it's the the stereotypes have meaning where it's like oh yeah these people definitely haven't let certain things go. And the Midwest is right up there in terms of they just have a little bit more money and hospitality. Like I've always compared, I've always compared that the South is like um, shit. When I used to make this joke, the 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 Golden State Warriors were awesome. So who who's an awesome basketball team now? Is it oh. the, the Bucks? I guess. Uh, yeah, the Bucks, the Nuggets, the the Suns actually right now, which is wild. And okay. Disgusting. Who- who won it last year? Who won it last year? Last year was the Buck. Was last year Giannis's year? Was that was last year Giannis's year? Um, right, let's just roll it back. Let's just roll it back a little bit. Let's the go South. The, <laughs> the South. I I used to say the South was like the Golden State Warriors when it come to racism, and the Midwest was the Houston Rockets when they had James Harden. Like they could beat beat them on a good day. Okay, like they, they're right up there. They're neck and neck in terms of how terrible they are. So don't let Midwestern hospitality fool you. Okay, they have they have some robes in the closet. They're not sharing. Well, it's like even whenever I lived in Denver, I dealt with more open neo Nazis living in Denver than I have in Oklahoma, which is not what you think. It is kind of funny you bring that up because uh, when I was researching the money that the cards organization guys like to donate to, I found John Mozeliak made one political donation his entire life. It was for a uh, state treasurer in Colorado. And that state treasurer's great-grandfather was the lead. I think it was. He was the grand grand wizard of the Denver Ku Klux Klan in the 20s. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stapleton Airport was named after him. That's the airport from The Shining. Oh, yeah. oh God! Uh, who I love our little racist sport. We are racist organizations. Who doesn't? You know. Uh, speaking <laughs> of racism, uh, what are you guys thoughts on the rule changes, which is uh, the pitch clock and bigger bases? All good. Uh, the bigger bases thing was very annoying and funny because every single uh, sports writer had to take a picture of both bases next to each other, like they were watching, like. Like uh, two fucking animals, mate. Uh, I love the pitch clock. Everyone's losing their mind on it. Uh, grow a pair. The pitch clock's going to be great. It's going to fa- be fantastic. They've been doing it for six fucking years in the minors. It's going to be fine, guys. Yeah. It's going to be fine. The bases, I'm a little weird about. But the pitch clock, beautiful. Yep. Uh, I think... What, what, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, I was just you don't like it? No, uh, I think we're all in agreement that it's good. But baseball doesn't like change. 
Oh God, no! No, it's a it's a conservative sport. So it's a sport that uh, a lot of conservatives watch, and it's played by a lot of conservatives. So, yeah, uh, that's that's a good dovetail into the next thing. Uh, oh boy, uh, uh, what do you think of baseball as the embodiment of American psyche and its place as quote? America's game uh, as of late. Definitely, I feel like it might be on the backslide of that because I think basketball might be overtaking it in popularity, but that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, America's game is football. America, yeah. it's the most popular sport. Is that By NFL? far. NFL, like, crushes everything. Like, the world... Like, oh, fuck me. Baseball's embodiment is perfect. Its psyche is perfect. It thinks it's... Uh, it think it's still, like, revealed... Uh, revered, sorry, and heralded as a pastime, as like a national identity, when it's completely been surpassed by more progressive sports like the NBA and the NFL. That's the that's MLB's legacy so yeah. far. And like they can't they can't shake they can't shake like past archaic like beliefs and cultural norms and unwritten rules to like make to either grow the game or make it better. Like we're having people freak the fuck out yeah. over a 20 second clock because none of us want I want to be there to drink beer for 4 hours. I'm like I go to hockey games all the time. I drink the same amount of beer at a hockey game as I will at a baseball game. You'll have more fun. Just do it quicker. Yep. Do it quicker. You'll love it. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's yep. it's it blows my mind because like they're like, the tradition's great, and there's a lot of good things, but by not changing it, they are really relegating baseball to being a sport that is only hyper-popular still in certain key metropolitans. Like, in certain cities, like, baseball is king, and that's the way it is. But in the bulk of America, especially with folks under 40, like, the NFL and the NBA have pummeled them. And another thing that baseball's doing in terms of, like, growing the sport, which I... Um that annoys me is um, gambling. Um, a lot, a lot of, uh, I, I don't know, I guess um, uh, economics professors see it as like, well, you know, if you do gambling, you bring in a, you know, you, you make the game a little bit more accessible to fans. You're going to, you're actually will broaden it. And I, I don't know if I, that's exactly how I want to broaden it. Because, so prior to like, 2020, um, baseball kind of had like a pretty tepid relationship with sports betting. Um, and then after it was around 2018, there was a federal, uh, it, it was illegal federally for sports betting. That act got shut down thanks to Chris Christie's New Jersey. And so now states could uh, provide, you know, they could legalize sports betting. And right now we have like 30 states that do it. And of course, baseball. You know, Rob Manfred is is the revenue is the revenue commissioner. Baseball is run by revenue commissioners. They sniff that as a new market to where we're going to expand into that. So you have like the Cubs striking up a deal with DraftKings. Um, you have like it where the Diamondbacks play. I can't remember if it's called Chase Field still. Um, they have like betting booths where you can go and make prop bets and like. I understand that baseball players probably won't be in such dire straits where they would fix games, but umpires might. <laughs> like media figures might might let alone a little information that might affect might affect a bet. Um, you might have like a family member that ask their baseball playing 
you know, uh, uh, relative. Can you take four pitches tonight? I have a prop that you won't take four pitches. Like, I don't think we should be making, like, bets with any of that. Like, sports betting, sure, people can bet on games, whatever, if they want to do that. But, you know, baseball is long, like, chase revenue streams, whether, like we talked about earlier, like, in terms of real estate, whether it's gambling, like we're bitching about now, or, you know, FTX, fucking crypto. <laughs> like, oh, they, smell, they smell money, they go after it. They They have... They have no moral convictions. The organization has none. Like, like whenever you know you had like the, the you know the controversy over uh, moving um, you know the the All Star game from Atlanta to Denver, it wasn't done because out of like concern for voting rights and like suppressing African American votes in Georgia. It was because corporate sponsors would pull their money, and that's what scared the shit out of MLB. It all it's all about money. It's all about revenue. Yeah, that's that's nail. I mean, damn, that's right on the fucking head of the nail there. There is no way that baseball is going to do anything without the money. Instead of it is not as it, its fan base does not allow it. It, I mean, just the nature of the fan base is part of the, another bigger. They're never going to push against that money. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, baseball. It's there's you know. Um, I, I always attribute it, like, uh, to, like, why... I remember the forced-to-vote shit uh, ba uh, back, like, what, in, like, 2020 or whatever. Um, and, like, you know, reason why it failed so much is that, you know, you take, like, a House vote, for example, on Medicare for All, just to, as a symbolic gesture, just to see which people in the House... Uh, will 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 support it or not, and they're on public record. But like, we've we've made that decision before, and like, we've we've like, there's no some there's no symbolism to it. Like, the fact of the matter is the same, and I'm attributing this to like baseball owners and money and doing the right thing. Is that you have to make you know for you know to drop back to force to vote and, and make a bridge here. There's no political price for people to support medicare for all because we had that we we shot down bernie sanders twice voters don't want to make politicians pay a political price for it the same way nope. that consumers in the mlb or sports fans in general want to make mlb organizations or even like media in that example pay a, any kind of political price for how they generate money who they have to step over to do it and how they're going to disperse that money if they're really going to put it back into the local economy if they're really going to if they're really going to pay players fairly like it's you know state of labor is maybe fine in baseball state of baseball not so much NFL and NBA I would agree you know bring it way back that you know they're they surpass MLB in popularity so i guess what what would you say uh, would be the what? most notable game that you've been to in person. Uh, so for me, uh, it was I got to see one of Mark McGuire's home runs in '98. Uh, it was in Kansas City. Nice. Uh, in, in, in the game, the Cardinals lost. Uh, old Kaufman is re was really cool though. Uh, and then I was lucky enough to go see Ichiro hit uh, number three thousand in person. Uh, oh, that's so cool. It <laughs> is always cool. The same that's metal. day. It was like twelve bucks, so I'll take it. I uh, saw Pools hit 
three homers against the Reds, like the last game I went with my dad, and his third one was off David Weathers. It was a walk-off bomb. I want to say that was, I want to say it was 06. And then the most recent one, I went to the game where I watched him pitch. So I saw Pujols pitch for the first time. So that was awesome. I was so drunk. I was, <laughs> I was, I was on Jupiter, my guys. I was not, I was not part of this reality when that happened. Uh, I've seen nothing interesting besides just the Red Sox dismantling Texas. Um, that's generally my my ability to go see baseball. Is oh hey. The Red Sox are going to play the Rangers. I'm going to go drive down and see that. <laughs> Fuck that state. <laughs> Fuck Texas. Uh, we, we don't need America. You guys begged to be like in the in the union so much that we fought a war with Mexico. Shut the fuck yeah. up. And hell, Shut your your power up. grid can't even like it can barely work in the summer. It can't oh, work God. in the winter. Yeah. Like come on. But it's conveniently close to us to go see baseball games. So I'll give them that. Um, Dallas is the that, worst yeah. city in America to drive in. Da- I don't understand because Dallas is a car-based city, and you can't fucking drive in it. Every city in Texas is better than that shithole. And holy hell. It's Oklahoma City, but worse. Well, and more got, expensive. Uh, well, you got... it. The Dallas-Fort Worth area is one of the most like densely populated parts in the country, if I remember. You have, like... All these mega suburban like centers like Arlington and yep. uh, yeah, Fort Worth, which is like a few hundred thousand, maybe Dallas over a million people. I mean, so uh, it's either like the tenth biggest city in America, or if you count like everything that's like directly connected to that shithole, it's yeah. like the fourth biggest city in America. Yeah, there's, there, there's, there's like, CS- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say there's like eight to ten million people who live in that giant cluster. Oh, yeah. And it's impossible to navigate because of... <laughs> yeah, that Dallas-Fort Worth MSA is cartoonishly huge. It puts, like, Houston and San Antonio shame. Like, San Antonio's, like, MSA is not, like... It's, like, yeah, most of the people just live in San Antonio. Most oh, yeah. Like, it, it's, it's two million people. It's two million people. San Antonio is my by far my favorite city in Texas. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. decent to get around. They need more shit. Love it. Uh, you got you messed up, man. This is center, you know, center left. Pop. You got to say Austin. You need it to. Say oh, I, I do, but Austin, Texas. I mean, that's just like what the San Francisco of Texas. So, it's, yep. <laughs> as, as like a mostly Sooners oriented podcast, I don't think we can give Austin any credit. And that's true. I I have my OU mask right next to me. I mean, I have my degree in this room from OU. Like, I drank an OSU beer today, for God's sakes, and that right there should send me to hell. <laughs> I don't know. You're you're at least supporting in-state and not, you know, it, it's still people. It's still the cowboy guy. It has Pistol Pete's face on it, for God's sakes. Pistol Pete Bootigedge? <laughs> God, that would be a horrible matchup. <laughs> awesome. Pistol Pete Marovich. It's Pistol Pete Bootigedge. He's out there rooty-toot shooting. Him in a cowboy hat, like having a gun. Like, that scares me, actually. Shooting and shooting the trains, shooting the trains back on the tracks. Look, all I'm saying is that would probably look more natural than his like photo op he did in a hard hat and vest. True. Yeah, that was uh, awful. Yes, yeah, second train has hit the tower. Oh, <laughs> I 
At least Budapest has probably shot somebody before, and not like that's probably the closest he's ever been to a train outside of DC. Yeah. Fuck that what? guy. Am I wrong? Or did he like work for the CIA at one Dude, point? Dude, he's a fucking spook. Um, he, McKenstry uh, did work for him, is what it was. No, no, no. no uh, he was. I can find the article. The article oh, about was. it. He was in. I thought he was an analyst for him or something. No, they never say specifically that he's in the CIA. But he was in the Navy. Oh. But he transferred into the Navy. He did none of the um, bullshit they had to do all the. Tra he didn't do any of the training. He just showed up one day and was put in special forces in the Navy. He is a and he has gone on vacation with friends to like Somalia, or he says I've been to vacation mm. in this weird place in Africa or the Middle East, and it's all places that you don't go to vacation on, even if you're a weird rich man. It's places that you know are Langley Falls. Somebody tells you you need to go there, buddy. We got a job for you. Yeah, that is uh, he, he's. He's a. Well, I don't know. How I feel like. I mean, he's. He's bad. He's just bad. I want to be like he's like a. Like a, like an epitome an epitomized like Democrat of some sort, but I I don't think he's that. I think he's just. He's 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 Machiavelli, and I will give him that. He's. He's dumb gay Machiavelli. That's what he is. Yeah, I would say like he's a little a, dumb. He's a little dumb. Let's be the train. Yeah, thing. he's. It's been a little the public option thing. Not qualified. <laughs> yeah, not qualified. The public option thing um, for healthcare is like, yeah, people will just put. Uh, we'll have a public option, and all the private insurers will just put all the sick people and hurt the public option, and we won't have one anymore. I'm like, great idea, dude. Fucking awesome this, idea. Big brain. This is what, yeah. This is what you would say if we weren't a center-left left podcast. Right, Instead, yes, we weren't. what you're really saying is that Pete Buttigieg is great, and he's doing a he's great job. Awesome, doesn't look like a mouse, doesn't eat food like a mouse. He is okay. a great... I personally loved it when him and his husband took photos at, like, a Holocaust memorial. They are... It's amazing, amazing. Speaking of doing a great job, let's talk about some baseball content creators. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> I, I have only named three because, like, I've only put three in the notes just that's the three that I really watch. Uh, we got John Boy. I mean, uh, what what is there to really say about Everyone knows who he is. Uh, then you have Bailey, a.k.a. Foolish Baseball, a.k.a. Foolish Bailey. Oh, um, that guy. Okay. Great. And then oh, you real. have uh, the comrade himself, John Boys. Yep. Uh, the showing off that Chapo Trap House book. <laughs> That's what I remember from John. He also has that great bit, uh, uh, series or a uh, great video on uh, Randall Cunningham in the 1987 NFL strike. Uh, Dorktown for the win. I am honestly like a lot of stuff. Like I write and try and make content for. I kind of I I imitate that because that oh. they really speak to me. Um, I would highly I would add to that list tipping pitches if you're really into baseball labor. But they're Mets fans, oh. so Mets fans so gross. Oh, uh, could, could be worse. And batting around, it is. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Jane Austen and Lauren. Uh, for, you know, not not a big jerk on uh, Twitter. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, a foul batting around and tipping pitches. I will I will actually plus one batting around 
uh, batting around is really fucking cool. Well, I will plus one tipping pitches because it's really fun. We'll definitely listen to a few. Good time. Uh, whiskey, are you familiar with John Boy at all? Any of these other any of these content creators other than like John Boyce, who I've uh, I've John Boyce pilled you. That's I don't know. I th- I kind of know who Foolish Bailey is. Um, but yeah, John Boyce, fantastic. Like ten out of ten. Fun time. Hey, I'm not. A, this is just my personal opinion, but I'm not really a big fan of like John Boy. Oh, it's kind of confusing saying John Boyce and John Boy. But it's very John confusing. <laughs> yep. And his uh, heavy pivot into sports betting, like nothing against him getting his money. Like, I mean, by all means, you got a family, but like, I don't know. Sports betting is a concept, and this is circles back to what we talked about earlier with baseball and betting. Like, it's just kind of gross. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Well, I mean, like. Baseball teams saw the amount of, like, attention and revenue that's generated from, like, fantasy, you know, fantasy leagues, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's a little bit gambling, right? I mean, you pay 100 bucks, you know, we'll see which fantasy team does. And so they saw that, and they're like, what if we can fucking weaponize that when it comes to sports <laughs> betting? And that's, like, that's kind of like the fans they're after, but I don't think they're going to find, like, that many, like, that many extra fantasy nerds. I think they're just going to, like... Find addicts, or you oh. know, or oh, like, yeah. or like, just encourage more of that. It's and, you know, I, I I gamble too, fellas. Like I I made money on the GameStop thing. I I I get it, but I, I don't want I I don't want MLB to come out and endorse that. <laughs> oh, but they're they're all doing it. Like the NBA is doing it, MLB is doing it, hockey is doing it. Like they're all going that way. We're all gonna have to live with this now. Um, it's, it's what they're, it's just like how they're all doing stuff like kowtowing to like weird governments like China's to get into that market. And <laughs> oh yeah, with the NBA. Yeah. That yeah. Good. They, they are licking those boots so hard to get that sweet, sweet Chinese dollar. Do we, do we stand China on the, uh, on the center left podcast? Do are we China stands here? I haven't, I haven't, um, uh, I, I noticed we're not ML, so I think we can say China kind of bad. I can't do it. Yeah. I think, I think. I mean, you know, the Chinese people are probably delightful. I don't know enough. Yeah, food. Awesome food, you know. I lo- yeah the food's great. I love them. I love Chinese people in America, but man, that government is um, equally bad to ours. And holy oh, yeah. shit! Yeah, we're just uh, we just kind of we just have more resources to do imperialism. Oh yeah, and I was a big fan of one-party states. Like, I kind of get it. Like, you know, you can get a lot done, but it's creepy. Right. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Like, I feel like your political institutions should be able to stand up if someone wants to branch off and make a fucking social democrat a rose a rose emoji political party. Like, I figure like your institutions should be strong enough for that. But uh, hey, also, genocide against Uyghur Muslims—that's bad. Don't do that. Yeah, Don't I mean, they found out like, they took what we were doing like a hundred years ago and took it to heart and be like, "Oh, yep, weird that, camps. Let's that throw minorities." It drives me nuts. I like talk to people about that. I'm like, do you think the Dawes Act was bad? Like when we took like Native American kids and then sent them to boarding schools and gave them to white families? Yeah, like, it's yeah, fucking horrible. They're, they're kind of doing the fucking same thing. They're doing it in Russia and Ukraine. They're doing it in China. Yep. They're they're like taking it like you can't be named Mohammed anymore. You now have to have this traditional like it's kind of fucked. Don't you agree? That's kind of bad, right? 
No, they've I never. Really, it's all Western propaganda. Yeah, like, oh, okay. it is. My Beijing would never do that. My state propaganda is not as good as your state propaganda. I get it. I, get it. I will say, Chairman Mao had some good points, like on those damn sparrows, those stupid, stupid birds. I was gonna say, in in all in all honesty, though, outside the landlord thing, man, like Mao is probably, in my personal opinion, the dumbest of all the communist revolutionaries who took power in the oh, world. Yes. Like, by far, the most fucking brain-dead. Like, I don't understand how it happened. Like, I holy uh, shit. I haven't read the Red Book. I just know from, um, you know, just from, like, just being a history major. And the thing that, oh. like, turns me off... This is the thing that, like, drives me nuts as, as a leftist. So, like, in I'm in southeast Missouri, so, like, I guess I would, like, label myself as more like a, a libertarian socialist or something. But, like, if someone around here asks me, I just tell them I'm a communist because that's what they think about it. Fair and, enough. And, like, let's, you know, if we're being honest, like, there's things, like, communism and socialism have their overlapping to, okay, uh, we like them. We, we're in that, we're in that circle. We're in that circle of having, like, yep. similar beliefs, okay? But, like, the thing that, like, I don't, that, that just drive uh, that really grinds my gears here, that really irks me, is, like, the standing for, like, people like Stalin, for Gaddafi, for fucking, like, Mao. Like, I don't, like, we don't have good examples of, like, trans, like, communist states transitioning into, like, democratically, like, representative forms of, like, government. Okay, like they're, they're one party states, they have press censorship, all of which, you know, I can have like a bit of empathy for. Like, I have a lot of empathy for Cuba. I do. I like was going to say, I was about to argue with you on the fact that I don't hate the Cuban model. It's not the best in the world. No, it's not the best. No, the no. Castros did a really good job at being monsters and then transitioning into being regular humans who ran a it's, country. And they have a president that isn't hereditary. They're getting yep. there. But the fact, but the thing is, they've been embargo. They've been essentially at like a trade war at the very worst. With well, the we fucked them. Like we a hundred percent Like a hundred. I get why they're crazy, in in some regards. They have, I think, a better model than the USSR, than North Korea. By far. Hell, Nicaragua actually transitioned from a from a Marxist-Leninist state into a democratic model. And then, when they lost the 1990s election, they actually ceded power to the Liberal Party. Now, General Ortega took power again and has declared martial law, which is bad, but the Nicaraguan model, kind of cool and based early on. Like, yeah, sure. There, you know, there'll be the transitionary period where, yeah, they're, hey, you know, we can't condone it, but it's not weird. You know what I'm talking about? Like, gotcha. oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, they shot some landlords. They shot some capitalist business owners. Don't condone it. Bad, but not weird. Not weird when 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 you have like a complete like political shift like for an entire state for an I mean, entire nation. Like, revolutions are messy. That. Yeah, they're messy. Now the thing is, just like stop. That has to stop. There has to be democracy. There has to. It has to be better than the authoritarian like shithole that you know you or not shithole that. Shit, uh, fucking shit dynasty that you had prior. You have to make like a, you have to make progress from that. But like, 
Yeah. You, anyway, Cuba's a good model. Uh, I I sympathize with them a lot. I don't. The rest of it, I don't. I. It's hard for me to like want people to understand why people defend it. No, the, the Stalin people are crazy. The They're fucking nuts. Yeah, that man was a monster. He deserved it. He, if there's a hell, he's he rotting in wall. it. He deserved the wall. Like, exactly. You should, if you're going to defend anything about the Soviet Union, you should defend anything post-Stalin. Like, they're still, they're still bureaucratic. They're still corrupt. But, like, they, when the USSR fell, standard of living for so many satellite countries, and especially Russia, declined immeasurably God, because of how liberalized they became. Okay, yep. so maybe the liquidation of, you know, the Soviet Union, not, not in the sense of, like, states wanting to become, uh, be, be self-autonomous, okay? Okay, like the SSRs, like, you know, like Poland, any of the satellite nations, okay? Any nation that want to do that, fair game, 100%. But, like, maybe the complete liberalization of Russia and their satellite nations was probably a bad thing. We could have, this could have been done differently, I feel like. Things could have been better, we can admit. Things could have been better. Things should have been better. Like, holy they, fuck. They should have been. Anyway, Mao's sucks. Stalin sucks. Guys, we need better. We need to do communism right, is what I'm saying. Right. Is, well, I would you. say, if we weren't a center-left podcast. So, back to baseball real quick. That gets back on track. Back to baseball. <laughs> uh... Who would you all say would be your least favorite teams that aren't main rivals? I so hate the me, Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually oh, really hate the Red Sox, too. I wonder uh, if that was going to come. <laughs> oh, I, hate, I, I hate Boston. Honestly, if that whole sports renaissance didn't happen, I'd probably hate the Red Sox less. But, like, when oh, Boston's, definitely. like... When Boston, I guess, cashed in on all like all like karma that they've the negative karma they accrued, and they're yeah, like, we're gonna so hard. We're winning the cup. We're gonna have a quarterback that kisses his son on the lips and win like ten Super Bowls. <laughs> we're gonna win like eighteen World Series. Whatever. We're gonna the Celtics are going to the top, baby. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. Fuck, fuck the Celtics. You fucking crueler eating diarrhea spewing <laughs> Irish motherfuckers like that. Most annoying fan bases is they all they all just spew out of Boston. They're all swamp and bog like creatures. <laughs> I oh I hate the Red Sox fan. I sorry uh, sorry. I <laughs> hate the Red Sox and their fan bases so much. I'm sorry, whiskey, but it's a uh, you know if well, if we weren't a center left podcast, I would have you against the wall. For I'll being, take it for being a Sox fan. Hey, if I'm against the wall, I don't have to deal with the rest of life so here we are no more mortgage baby bring right. it on also f fuck the rays fuck the pirates yeah, fuck. fuck the rays too. I, I, I was gonna tell you guys that for me it's like fuck tampa tampa bay every time that the red Sox get like cucked it's because of fucking tampa and fucking houston just the astros yeah. oh yeah fuck that, fucking baby. astros uh, uh, drive me nuts. I, I actually like Really don't like the Giants either. Yeah, we're just alienating Dude. the country. I I yeah. hate the, I hate the Giants and Dodgers because their fans try and kill each other. I'm like, Jesus that's Christ. true. No, I, I had a good time. 
I hate the Angels because of Art Marino and how like oh, yeah. oh Mike Trout has only played in one postseason. I hate how they just like I'm all in favor of guys getting their bag. Don't get me wrong here, okay? But like they just colossally bad just free agent signings and trades. Like in horrible. I hate the Angels. I hate I hate that Shohei Otani has had to play with them. I I uh. hate that for him. Shohei oh, Otani should get ownership of the Angels. He'd do a better job. <laughs> Hopefully, Comrade Lars Newtbar, playing for Team Japan, <laughs> can convince him to come to the Great Republic of St. Louis. Yes, where no one will do the voice. Yes, we will all respect. We'll all respect you, Shohei Otani. Wait, have people been doing like shitty Japanese voices to him? Uh, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't put it past like our fan base. Fuck, even even I oh, might no. dabble. Even oh, I might yeah. dabble in a little light bad, uh, and a little problematic behavior. But like, we're also talking about baseball fans and players. I mean, you guys remember you Darvish in the World Series and Yuli Gurriel mocking him? <laughs> yeah, I remember. And fuck, I even remember like even New York fan bases with like Jeremy Lin with um. Oh Christ, this is gonna the, be bad. The Knicks they made that poor man miserable. Like, do you remember, no, do you remember the uh, do you remember the headline? I think it was. I do, yeah, it was either yeah. the I, yeah, yeah, it's a chink in the armor. Yeah, is what the headline that said. The, was that the? I think that had to have been the post. I don't think the Daily News would have. I don't remember which one it was, but they put sure. <laughs> because of a bad game. You say a chink in the armor to a man who is fucking Chinese American. Like, what the fuck is wrong with your? <laughs> Your, like that paper should have been folded right then and there. Be like, okay, you're done. Pack it up. Now I will lie. I laughed hysterically at how stupid that was. Oh no, it was uh, funny about how big of a gap it was, it was but it was so oh, bad. Mm, there should have been repercussions. Uh, oh no, guys, it wasn't the post. It was ESPN that did it. What? Oh, uh, oh my God, this is so beautiful. All right, uh, pull them up, Disney. Oh God. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's everyone I hate, and I'm sure, I bring Shoei Otani here, he'll love, he'll love Provel, he'll love, he'll love Cracker Pizza. Yeah, um, I also really hate the Mets. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck the Mets. Oh, but they have Mr. Met, he's fun. No, it, it <laughs> Mr. was Met, fact Mr. Met is a pedophile. What? Yeah. Well-known fact that Pete Alonso was at January 6th, like... Uh, he did 9-11. That's, that's running, true. That's a running bit on my podcast. <laughs> Pete Alonso did 9-11, and he was with Brandon Nimmo at Jan 6. You don't have to look it up. You just have to know it's true. That's all, folks. I actually really enjoy uh, that consistent bit. I, I was listening to your podcast at work <laughs> and just shaking with laughing, uh, shaking with laughter. And my coworker was like, "What's so funny?" It's like, uh, "How how do I explain this? Uh, like, you are a twenty three year old person. You will not understand." There's a uh, there's this immensely dorky first baseman, okay? And uh, one day he got mad at people for making nine eleven jokes, and then Padres Twitter swooped in and photoshopped him knocking down the World Trade Center towers, and then that uh. was it for three or four years until. A bunch of assholes from Missouri decided to resurrect that and make that their identity on a podcast. And then your coworkers like, "I'm calling HR. We can't. I can't work same shifts with you after this." Oh, if only your job could do that. 
Listen, listen here, Brahma. I don't feel I don't feel safe around you anymore. <laughs> Ironically, I'm like the nicest person at that restaurant. So. Oh no, you work at a restaurant. I do. Oh, you poor guy. It's I I worked in a restaurant. You might love it. It might be pretty good. I I mean, I'm I'm the dishwasher. Oh, uh, I mean, it's a therapeutic. You know, it's yeah, pretty listen, well. It takes care of you. Listen, listen to audiobooks and get paid to smoke weed. That ain't too bad. The audiobooks thing that was. <sighs> yeah, audiobooks got me through a lot. That is. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, just that. I have like a. I just finished. Um, in the end, you end up becoming yourself, which was uh, David Lipsky going on uh, David Foster Wallace's tour after Infinite Jest, and that was really good. Um, that one, I, I don't know what the new one is going to start. I'm a big, um, I really, I read I best book I've read uh, is this 1,200 page masterpiece called 2666 by Roberto Bolano. He's a Chilean author. He's a comrade, guys. He fucking. He was there with Allende until Pinochet kicked him out, and he fled. And he was a journalist in Mexico. The dude, the dude rules. And then he's also dead because anything that's good dies young these days. But um, it is an amazing book, and I've been wanting to like get more into like his other works, like uh, the Savage Detectives. I think I'm going to make that my next one to find an audio book on when I work out. Uh, what are your thoughts on science fiction and space politics? <laughs> Oh, like like fully automated luxury space communism. <laughs> I've been... uh, what are your thoughts on self-replicating ships and AI? <laughs> uh, is this like a Borg? Am I getting bored right now? I I I've not read enough science fiction to to badminton with you here. Um, self-replicating oh. ship, like building like a big giant starship cruiser, just cloning itself. Oh, then, well, cloning itself, yeah, yes, but it, it, it's a small, cool. small wee little guy. It's a small wee, like, so, like, tiny little ships. But you know what happens, though? They start off with tiny little ships, and then they develop a hive mind, right? And then they make one big badass ship is what they're going to do. <laughs> so I say we shut that shit down, all right? And I say we... <laughs> I see. I say... I say we never go to space. We never leave the planet, okay? No, I say we drill more mines. I say we put more children in those mines, and then we blow up some of those mines. That's what I'm advocating for. Sounds like a plan. Like, fuck. What? No, wait, what's the sci-fi reference, though? What is it? What, it sounds cool. It is We Are Legion, We Are Bob is the first book, and it's we just uh, let a me fun... pull this. Let me pull this yeah. shit around. We are leaving your Bob. Yeah, yep. just... by Dennis E. Taylor. Oh, what we got here? This I got, I got, I got whiskey pilled on that series, and he oh, has spread I'm... the word. So what I'm is this? Just, just like a little. Oh, so it's like a little short book series, like ninety-one pages. Am I seeing that right? Oh, I'll fucking. It's yeah. It's, it has to be deeper. Than that. I'll fucking buy this right now. Okay, cool. I'll read this. I have like a bunch of Philip K. Dick work I picked up, but I haven't like I have a shit ton of books that I honestly bought because I thought it would get me pussy. Be like, look how smart I am. He never does. Like, like, I'm not here. I'm not here because you talked about the Spanish Civil War, Tom. Like, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> like 
<laughs> so I have like a bunch of books. So I'm like, I need to read these. Otherwise, I like I need to I need to like negate my douchebag level from like from like from like ex just pulsating r slash I'm very smart smart bro down to at least normal human being. So I have like I have sci-fi books I need to get around to. I have like Evil Genius and like yeah, like I said, a bunch of like Philip K. Dick. I have like Ray Bradbury. Although I'm reconsidering now that I know Ray Bradbury had some interesting political views in his later life. Oh, did he become a Nazi? Is he one of those guys? Oh, uh, he got really conservative. Uh, Grand. Really, really, really fast. It was he. It was he like Orson Scott Card bad. <laughs> Uh, let me pull it up. I was just kind of like the the fucking Fahrenheit four fifty one guy. They're like, yeah, man. I'm like, what? Because like, you can't be like that. I I love the Ender Game books, but Orson Scott Card is a piece of fucking shit. Yeah, he's like a oh. militarist or some shit, right? He's like he's like a crazy Mormon. From uh, no, I'm I'm confusing with Heineken or whatever the fuck. The Heinlein, the guy wrote. Heinlein, but Heinlein, no, Heinlein was weird because he was like a left wing. He might have been a Marxist-Lenin, like, in that vein of thought. <laughs> oh, van super vanguard, huh? <laughs> yeah, he, um, I feel like Heinlein, I know he was, like, left-wing, but, because, like, Starship Troopers is really, it's an anti, like, war and anti-populism. Yeah. Like, it's why he wrote it, but, like, man, yeah, no, Scott Card's weird, he's, like, really Southern and really Mormon, and it's a weird combination, but his books are really fun. And I kind of hate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it here. Bradbury got disillusioned with the Democratic Party because of Vietnam. He only voted for Carter. And then he has been a small government, or he was a small government conservative, saying political correctness is rampant on campuses. So that kind of... We're dealing with that kind of thought. He also called Bill Clinton a shithead, so that's kind of based. Oh, well, that's, that's true. Yeah, that is, yeah that's, <laughs> that's true. That's fucking base, bro. Guitar solo. Hell yeah. You Hell know, yeah. You know what else is based? Who's your favorite second oh, wow. baseball team? Based ball. Based ball. I'm a Mariners fan because of John Boys. Also, I like the Royals, so. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I love, I love me. I... So I pay for a MLB subscription now because the Mariners West Coast, obviously, they play after the Cardinals. So I will throw them on because uh, sometimes I stay up till past my bedtime, fellas, till about 11, 11.30. So I will watch the Mariners. And I, Dave Sims, one of the best, like arguably one of the best. Like Everyone's like, we're going to get Aaron Goldsmith. I'm like, he's fine. Get fucking Dave Sims. That is a play-by-play -play guy. He rules so hard love him love him love me some days actually i'm actually also a mariners fan but i don't get to watch many of their games uh because i don't have mlb tv uh but i also like the the royals are fine i have like nothing inherently against them i mean i don't have the it's just, it's just like regional it's like proximity loyalty you know they're a missouri team so we root for yeah the type of thing um as much as I hate the Mets, I like that they're spending money. I like when the Padres spend money. Um, you know, I like it when teams will do that. I hate the Phillies, but respect their owner. Like, I want to win the fucking World Series. But first, I'm going to gentrify another neighborhood for Phillies Town. I'm like, okay, well, that's bad. Thank you for spending money. Now you're hurting people. Yeah. 
Whiskey, what about you? Who's your favorite second team? I don't know. I'm thinking about this because, like, at one point it was the Rangers, but now I'm definitely disillusioned with them. And I like the Fanatic a lot, and that would almost give me a loyal an allegiance to Philly. I mean, if the mascot's dumb, I'm I'm there. But well, I, to be fair, I sorry to interrupt, but I have Philly pilled uh, former guest of the pod, Canto Bite. That's true. He, he he cares way too much about anything from Philly now because of the fanatic and gritty. <laughs> um, but I really love Denver's aesthetic. Or not Denver, Colorado. Whatever the Rockies are fucking oh, want to label them. Yeah. They're, they're I like their color scheme. I like that they have a big fucking dinosaur. Oh, God. Um, they have... on Dinger's name. I don't remember. Back on Dinger's name. <laughs> they have Dinger's a beautiful stadium. Body. Like, it's... The motherfucking Rockies ownership group. Oh, my God. so bad. Dude. <laughs> they seem okay. fucking incompetent. Are we rebuilding or not? We don't know. We're going to send Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals and pay half his salary. I don't. Hey, thanks, Colorado. Whatever. I wish you would have gave us Trevor Story, too. Two, also. I wish I would have given it also. Hurt arm and all. Noted Rockies legend Austin Gomber. Not, not only noted, but goaded. He's goaded. Yes. He's an all-time player. Note it, throat it, and goad it. You can print that. Jesus, what he is. He is the Nancy Reagan of oh my baseball players. Senzatella. They got Antonio Senzatella. They got a... No, they got a lot going on. Um, That's it. I don't mean, like, in a good thing. There's just a lot going on over there. So... (laughs) Brendan Rodgers would be a good. Um, Ryan McMahon is a whiz. Uh, unfortunately, Cabrian Hayes and Nolan Arenado are bigger wizards over at third, but Mc, uh, Ryan McMahon can play anywhere. Um, have Chris Bryant, so we'll see how healthy he says. It just comes down to that bullpen because if you're a starting pitcher in Colorado, you're giga fucked. So it's just going to be if they build a super bullpen to get them through games. So they need a hit for more power, but uh, if they get a healthy season out of Bryant, they'll be. I don't know what we have them projected to. We always do like they'll win over seventy games. They'll be better than they were last year. They're not a. They're not going to be a sixty-eight win team this season. They'll be. They'll be a seventies, at least. I mean, the the NL West is like, I mean, fairly competitive with you know the three California teams. The the Diamondbacks are going to probably going to be better. They have a I, lot I, of young talent that's emerging. Yeah. They are going to be a problem in a couple of years if all I can if see. all pans out developing wise. Yeah, I can see the Diamondbacks last for now if the Rockies do better, but I think the Rockies are going to be but pretty here, dog shit. Here's what hampers the Diamondbacks, okay? Um, they they are run by a literal Scrooge, okay? <laughs> um, they're, it's not... They, they're, they're, run by, they're run by Ken Kendrick, okay? So that's their owner. Ken Kendrick took over... Uh, the last when the Diamondbacks had a string of pretty good success, the Randy Johnson years, they won like a a World Series. They had one of the higher payrolls in MLB. Kendrick takes over slash payroll, ruins Bob Brenly's like win loss record. They fucking lose 111 games, and then they are just basement dwellers, like salary wise and performance wise. And then like Diamond, you know, they were filling up their stadium at about. I think it was like 80% capacity or drawn like over like 33, 35,000 fans when they started off. So like they were all about, 
let's get people in, let's make them known. And Ken Kendrick takes over, and he's just one of the most frugal ghouls out there. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he fucks up this uh, this good rebuild that they have going on here. I would not be surprised. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Uh, so now for the last little topic, uh, let's talk favorite players who have never played for your team. Uh, right oh. off the bat, I'm going to say Clayton Kershaw for me. Man is a Hall of Famer and very good at baseball. Uh, and I really like Jazz Chisholm. Jazz is, uh, I mean, he's exciting. Um, who's my favorite one? Jazz is a real good pick. Um, I <laughs> I love catchers. I love Alejandro Kirk. I love that he's just a rotund little hitting machine. Um, I was always a, a big fan. My favorite player when I grew up was Gary Gaetti. Um, he Same. played cards for like two years, but the fucking yeah. rat, the rat baby, the rat. Um, current ones that I love, Kershaw's always cool. I love Jacob Degrom when he's healthy, but now he's just a meme I like to make fun of. Um, I love pudgy boys like Willens Ostadio. Wasn't a big oh, yeah. Bartolo, wasn't a big Bartolo Cologne fan, so is <laughs> the uh, I'm. Wish people would point out. I wish people would make fun of him a little bit for cheating, but I, it's also just part of part of the reason why we love Bartolo so much. Um, everyone loves Griffey. Uh, I love the Big Dave Steve guy because that, oh, yeah. that goddamn John Boy's documentary. Shout out that documentary. Fucking Dave Steve documentary, guys. The the some guys edition, whether it's like guys like Marvin Bernard or Ray Durham. You know, just dudes from, like, just guys. Guys from the 90s and, and 2000s, dude. Just, those guys rule. So, there's plenty. You can find it. Baseball's a beautiful sport. and You got guys, like, that look like fucking gym teachers out there that'll, that'll make, like, a few million and get 10 years in the bigs. That's why I love, like, Jed Jerko when he played for us. Oh, yeah. Dude literally looked like a science teacher. Oh, God. Who is that beautiful fat guy who played for New York a few, like, God, for seasons? Yeah, y yes. The pitcher? The really fat one. Um, you mean Sydney, Sydney Ponsone? Oh, I gotta look it up. It, I think he might have been the Mets. New York fat pitcher. Oh, Arturo <laughs> Colon. Yes. Yeah, okay, it was cool. Okay, Arturo then. Colon. That's Big it. Sexy. The, the, the body type alone sells me. Like. I Yeah, I identify with Bartolo Colon there. He is my. He's definitely. I, too, as you guys clearly know, am a large, robust Latino man who has taken performance-enhancing drugs. So I resonate with Bartolo Colon. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's plenty of players. There's plenty of players. It's a fun sport. Everyone should watch it, even though it's say, deeply flawed. Yeah, I would say Tatis Jr., but given his recent events, his dad was real cool. His dad's yeah. a Cardinals legend. Uh, I love players that love shooting themselves in the foot. So fucking Marcus Stroman lately, it's cracking me up. Uh, that's been, that's been also great. Also love him for his political views, but is what I would say if we weren't a center-left podcast. Well, Stroman's <laughs> politics are weird now because he was super BLM, which is based. And then he went super crypto NFT, which is not based. And now the motherfucker's out here still defending Kyrie Irving as if uh, Kyrie Irving wasn't 
hear me out, a little weird. Like, uh, that's, no. that's really weird of you to say, man. I don't know. I feel like he's pretty pretty popular opinions there. Pretty pop. Pretty pop. As a center left podcast, as a center as the as the podcast rendition of the Colbert Report. So, but um, I'm. We currently have a betting pool in our in our group. Uh, over what goofy thing comes to fruition. And mine is that Marcus Stroman publicly admits that he lost a shit ton of money on NFTs or crypto, and I really wish I would have picked Marcus Stroman defends anti-Semitism. I, I, I knew he was going to do something, but God damn it. I really, really... Mm, the bored ape thing that he made as his profile picture, I'm like, he's going to come out. That he lost half his Cubs salary on that stupid, stupid profile picture, which would be fitting for a Cubs player. And it would. Who, 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 who's some of your favorite players that haven't played for the Sox? It, you know. Oh, it, it's it's Kershaw McCutcheon. Like I'm not. I don't even have to think about oh, okay. this. Oh yeah, Kutch is really cool. I love McCutcheon. He's so fantastic. Um, his his pro furry stance. Shout oh out yeah. To oh hell yeah. Kutch is so. Touch his base. Like he's just—he seems like a nice, like decent man, and he's fun. So fuck yeah. Andrew McCutcheon's a nice young man. <laughs> he brings the team cookies on game day. I, I would love it if that was true. I mean, it—it it that would be the yeah. best. I'm choosing to believe that that is true. That's my every, head cannon now. <laughs> every. Every time I play out of the park baseball, I always sign Austin or trade for Austin Meadows. And if Andrew McCutcheon's available, I will sign him for cheap. All because he's so so popular on the game and brings the clubhouse together. It's hard for me not to envision that he's all these cool things outside of a video game. Cutch fucking rules. I mean, that man's got a million dollar smile. He is. He's cool. Um, you know, you know, I, I, you know what. I'd go on a date with him. I'd let him. I'd kiss him. I'd give him a big old wet kiss. A nice Frencher. And not and anything else, Mister McCutcheon would want. And I would refer to him as Mister McCutcheon. <laughs> it's a good policy. Hell yeah. Anyway, I think we. I think we did it. I think you guys. Yeah. I think you guys got me. I think you got. You guys pigeonholed me. I mean, you guys really took me to task. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think you got what you wanted to pin down to settle some beef. That's what you did. It's a hard hitting interview <laughs> on America's favorite center left uh, yo what the hell podcast. As always, you can find Tom on. You uh, straight the fucking. <laughs> You're fucking up my segues. I know. I, your, your segues are just like you're all. You're surprisingly like good at just like oh. pulling them after me out of nowhere. I just don't ever expect it when you do them, and I don't know why I should at this point. It's a no, no lie. It's a great bit. It's a hundred percent a great bit. <laughs> like if you're like, yeah. So there's you know uh, a train derailment. It's poisoning an entire town. It's awful. We need to hold people responsible and have trials and then five second pause. And then Bravo comes in. And speaking of and speaking of ruining your life, have you try blue chew? Like have you tried <laughs> some said C B D to take your mind off the impending doom in this capitalist hellhole. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Better better help, perhaps. Yeah. What's the ones 
man, what are the ones that all the fucking YouTubers and podcast like? What's the majority? Majority report gets like Sunset CBD oil. What's the other one they do? Raid Shadow uh, Legends. This yes. In, in, Good that, lord. That was twenty minutes about uh, the war in Iraq. Which, if you act now, you can get the all new Desolator card from Raid Shadow Legend. Good. It's a good bit. A beautiful bit. Great bit, Bravo. Thank you. And uh, yeah, Tom is on Worst Fans, the Worst Fans in Baseball podcast. Hell uh, yeah. It is, it is a bit Cardinal centric in some ways, which, I mean, I'm biased. I enjoy that. But also, as I mentioned earlier, they do do some, you know, more nitty gritty, in depth, uh, you know, league things. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy your. Uh, you know, top episodes, your top left fielders, and so on. I feel like that is good debate, and I think it's uh, very interesting. Yes, thank you. Uh, we uh, we it, 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 listen to the pod. It's you know comedy based one. I do voices on it. My co-hosts laugh. It's uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm happy we're doing it. It uh, it's better than the alternative. So. Which is going to work. <laughs> I mean, I feel like doing a podcast gives me the uh, ability to get extremely stoned and just bullshit with people that I find interesting. It's more, it's less depressing that way. Yeah, and you know, like, it's kind of like the weird thing with our audience because we have like 150, 200 people that listen like consistently. And like, I always thought we should have like we would have like a wide net a big tent like you know any cardinals fan can listen but it's kind of like fostered like anytime we we've had been reached out to about about like eight or nine fans okay and they're all saying this they're all you know they're all white guys <laughs> no <laughs> we're good rock podcast folks but they're all like, hey, I remember growing up and, like, yeah, you know, they have the same thing. Like, I'm left wing, you know, uh, I, I grew up kind of the same as, you know, I relate to Nick on this. I relate to Josh on this, you know. And it's, you know, it's good to hear that you guys, like, make fun of the team for having this or make fun of the fans for this or make fun of yourselves for that. And, like, it's been really cool for that. Like, I always kind of, you know, maybe maybe it's not like a deep, well to pull from but if like i have the you know if our podcast is dominating the market in terms of like base you know comrades that love the st louis cardinals i'm i'm very happy with that that's a really good like area it's, i feel like it's hard to find in sports people who also have good politics because holy shit just holy shit people yeah i mean uh yeah, it's dominated by Barstool, you know. Uh, the Barstool, like... Oh, Barstool, oh my god. Oh, oh man, we should, They're terrible. Uh, yeah. Dave, Dave Portnoy should be uh, shot against a brick wall. A cartoonishly big uh, yeah. brick wall. He's, he uh, is a bad man. He's evil. <laughs> he's an evil turd, so... You know who's not an evil turd? It's Tom. Tom, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WorstFansTom. Um, you could uh, follow our website, the worst blog in baseball. Uh, I write articles on there um, that are more serious, usually deep dives into stuff like salary arbitration. Um, we have one on history of first round picks by the Cardinals. Uh, we'll also mix it up with uh, 
Uh, we'll have guest editorials by like my uh, by our good friend Tony Larusa, who wrote a very interesting film review about Angels in the Outfield that he in no way confused for the nineteen uh, like seventy something film One Hundred Days for Sodom. Uh, so you can check that, you can check that out. Um, follow the pod. Uh, there's Twitter for that at Worst Fans Pod. We have a TikTok. So. Yeah, just just follow it. Just give us support. Hmm. We have a Patreon, but no one's on it. But if you want to give us money, you know, it's five bucks. We'll send you a birthday card, and uh, you know, we love you for that. And whiskey, where can people find you? Oh shit! Yeah, you can find me at <laughs> what? Nothing. Go ahead. Okay, I I thought something important happened, Senor. No. Um, you. <laughs> You can find me at Whiskey the Devil at Twitter. Luckily, it's the only place I am nowadays. Um, I want to keep it that way. And yeah, did you already do your plug, sir? I have not. Uh, you can find me at, at Not Bravo Delta on the Twitters. You can find the show at, at Yo What the Hell PD Twitter. Elon Musk, I am begging you, please give me one more character so I can spell out Pod. Please, I will take back every bad thing I've said about you, Mr. Emerald Mine Man. Uh, and, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Singe Wavern for our dope Platypus logo. Uh, special shout-out to Toasty Producer, our esteemed uh, producer emeritus. Uh, still not dead. I talked to him yesterday. Uh, he got into grad school, and that's really cool. It's really fun. Yeah. But, and... Uh, we have been broadcasting from unceded Kiowa, Osage, Quapaw, Wichita, and Kickapoo lands in sometimes beautiful tornado-ravaged Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, it was hot as shit today. It was too hot. My fat ass was not ready for it. Oh, no, I've got six miles into my run and fucking quit. It was, it was just but, big bad. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, thank you, Tom, for coming on. Greatly appreciated you uh, adding your voice to our center-left podcast. Yes. I feel like we really, really hit the uh, sweet spot on that. Yep, someone's got to come on here and be John Heyman with you. So <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. This has been awesome. Oh, this is great. So good. Back into the, the grind of it. Yeah, going to send pods right to your fucking ears, dear, dear paddle heads. And remember, use your poison spurs to uh, take out a white supremacist <laughs> and smash the patriarchy with your platypus tails to your listeners.